group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. Hello and welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on one of the audio streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you're joining us from groupexperience.com, thank you so much for tuning in. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook and Instagram, so make sure to give the show a like or a follow. And if you haven't explored dbetravel.com yet, make sure to pop over and explore the official website of the podcast. And of course, if you know anyone who loves to travel, make sure to share the DBE podcast with them. So not too long ago, me and me, that's my girlfriend Maddie, decided to take a trip from Orlando to Northeast Florida. The plan was to check up Florida's first coast to arrive in historic St. Augustine. On our way back, we would hit some Floridian gems a little bit inland before arriving home. This week, you'll get to follow our journey to St. Augustine to learn all about the history, unique attractions, and tasty drinks you'll find in America's oldest city. Enjoy the show! All right, so our day one started nice and early. We left Orlando and went up the coast. But before we got to St. Augustine, we made a stop at Bucky's, which is new in Daytona. And Maddie, you like that, right? For anyone out there who doesn't know what Bucky's is, it's a gas station chain. But it's not just any gas station chain. Bucky's is on a whole different level. Each location has an incredible amount of pumps and a massive convenience store that you just have to see to believe. The face of this Texas-based chain is, of course, Bucky the Beaver. And if you pass a sign for Bucky's as you're driving, I definitely recommend stopping to see what the chatter is all about. Yeah, it was super fun. I had never been before, and I was really not prepared for an entire grocery store just at a gas station. It was really fun to see. Yeah, it is definitely a sight to see. I'll agree with you there. Um, so after stopping at Bucky's and checking out the massive gas station that it is, we continued on our journey and arrived in St. Augustine. And the first thing we did was the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um, Do adult for you? Yes, please. And I have a Florida HIA card. Okay, yeah. should be discounted. Now, I have to give a shout out to the Florida Hospitality Industry Association. As a member, I was able to explore a lot of places in Northeast Florida at a discount. The great thing is the HIA discounts aren't just available in St. Augustine and Jacksonville. They're actually available all over the state. So if you work in the hospitality industry in Florida, I would definitely look into becoming a member. It was super fun to see. I mean, I've I'm born and raised in Florida and I've seen photos of the lighthouse my entire life. So it was really fun to be able to finally see it in person. But we went all the way to the top to see just a nice, real great view of St. Augustine. And it was so beautiful. We went on a really perfect day and the weather was absolutely incredible. So we got to see just for miles and it was gorgeous. It was really gorgeous. Now, this lighthouse for anyone out there, Uh, listening that hasn't been it's very picturesque it's uh, black and white and i don't remember how many steps i'll add this in post editing i think it's 219 steps anyways it's it's a good little hike up it gets narrow and um but there's places to stop and let other people pass as you go up 
One interesting thing about the lighthouse is I learned the story about Smokey the cat. Do you remember that story? Yeah, it wasn't. It's a good story. Poor Smokey. He got a rough time of it at the lighthouse. So here's the story. Many years ago, Cardell Daniels was one of the keepers of the St. Augustine lighthouse. His daughter Wilma had a beloved cat named Smokey. Wilma had a brother who was very into aviation. The boy decided to make a parachute and he got the idea to test the parachute's effectiveness by tossing Smokey off of the top of the lighthouse with the parachute attached. Pretty messed up, right? But in his young mind, he was probably thinking, for science. Now, you're probably thinking Smokey falls to his death, but there's a twist. The parachute worked and Smokey fluttered down to the ground. Miraculously, the cat survived the 160-foot fall. Pretty crazy story. So after exploring the lighthouse, which was really, really fun, we decided to make our way into St. Augustine um, and explore the city. We got out. There was plenty of places to, you know, check out. Lots of cool little shops and attractions around. So we did that for a little bit. And then we grabbed lunch at Meehan's Irish Pub. Maddie, did you like Meehan's Irish Pub? I did. It was delicious. We sat right on the, we sat outside right on the water. It was so fun to enjoy the sea breeze, people watch a little bit and have obviously some really great food and drinks while we were there. So after grabbing some really tasty Irish food, we decided to do something that I would recommend anybody do if they visit St. Augustine and that's hop on the old town trolley. It's a great way to learn the city, especially a city like St. Augustine that's so rich in history. Um, They're going to tell you all about each stop along the way. Did you like the the trolley? Was it fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun since it was my first time in St. Augustine. I got to know a lot about the city and basically, you know, the roots, how it grew into what it is now. And I got to see all the beautiful sites that that were there. We got to see so much of the city so fast because of the Old Town trolley tours. So the first place we stopped really on the Old Town trolley was the fort, uh, which is Castillo de San Marco. I mean, what were your impressions going into the fort? Yeah, so first of all, it was way bigger than I had anticipated it being on the outside. It kind of looked small, and then being inside, it was actually really big. And just seeing the original structure and the architecture, I was kind of blown away about how it's still standing and it is still holding up so well. One thing I always find fascinating about the fort is they lay out the time periods in which the fort was owned by a certain country. Um, it did change hands between the Spanish, the French, and the English multiple times. So that's really, you know, fascinating to know. To get more specific, the Spanish found St. Augustine in 1565 and constructed the fort in 1672. Then, after the Seven Years' War, the British gained control of the Florida Territory and took control of St. Augustine from 1763 to 1784. The Spanish then regained control of the fort in 1784 and held on to it until 1821, which is known as the first American period of the control of the fort. At this time, the fort was renamed Fort Marion and was used as a prison for Native Americans. During the first American period, the Confederates had control of the fort, but then in 1862, the second American period happens and the Union took control. Finally, in 1900, 
the United States decided to discontinue using the fort as an active base and declared it a national monument. Another cool thing is you get to learn about the different weapons they actually had in the fort to use. They had cannons, but they had cannons of different sizes and they kind of explain it to you. Um, so you kind of see what they were using to defend themselves back in the day. Another thing that's really cool about the fort is you kind of got to see how, you know, they lived back then. And, and one little interesting room they have is they have what they used as the bathroom. And it's just so what we would consider, I guess, primitive. Um, but, you know, that's just how they did it back then. It was probably luxury for them back then, I would guess. Yeah, it was pretty spacious since there were so many people at the fort. So it was probably like a nice master bathroom for them. So after um, checking out the fort, our next stop was the St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, which is right across the street. This was interesting. You got to learn all about pirates like Blackbeard um, and others. And it was just really cool. This is something I would say that was was good for families or if you had kids. Yeah, it was a lot of fun for, I feel like a lot of younger kids would have fun learning about the history. They like to tie in the Disney movies and everything that have to do with pirates. So the younger audience would really enjoy exploring through there. And they had some fun, interactive things for kids. Oh, yeah. They had a little treasure hunt that we tried to complete, but I don't know. It was too complicated for us. So after a fun time learning all about pirates and pirate history, we did... This is probably one of your favorite things that we did on the trip. Was it? I think so. It was the City Gate Spirits Distillery Tour and Tasting. It was a lot of fun, but I struggled a little bit to get through it. (laughs) Big shout out to City Gate Spirits. Uh, This was a really cool stop for me. What happened was, you know, on the main strip sort of of St. Augustine, there's all these different, you know, shops and attractions to see. And one of them is a distillery tasting with CityGate Spirits. So how it works is it's actually free to do, or it was free at least when we went. Mm -hmm. You show up. um, Of course, they do a great job of verifying your age. You show them your ID. Check. Then you're good. You're in. They They send you through different stations and give you different tastes of spirits. And kind of, they do actually a great job of explaining the spirits as you go through. I actually love the all of the vodka shots and the moonshine that were rounds two and three. So I loved most of them. It was just, we just started off on a bit of a difficult note for my palate. The moonshine was definitely my favorite. I love those flavors. Yeah, it was flavored. So it was super sweet. I was super nervous because I have never had moonshine before, but it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, and definitely go check them out. And you can, you know, after your tour, buy some whiskey or moonshine or whatever you want um, after you get done with your tasting. So after our tasting, we took a nice drive up the coast of A1A between St. Augustine and Jacksonville Beach. Maddie, what did you think of that drive? It was pretty beautiful, right? It was. It was absolutely beautiful. We weren't too far away from sunset, so it was a really great time of day. The houses we drove past were gorgeous. The beach views were beautiful and not a lot of traffic. Overall, it was just a really enjoyable drive. It's going to take you a little longer to get from St. Augustine to Jacksonville by taking A1A, but definitely recommend it because it's just such a nice drive and you get to see some really, you know, picturesque houses and beach views too. So make sure to take that drive if you make the commute from St. Augustine to Jacksonville. 
So as we're driving up A1A, we go through Ponte Vedra and Jacksonville Beach, which is an area I know really well because I went to college at UNF up in Jacksonville. Um, and then we decided to have dinner and we went to a place called Marker 32. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was absolutely delicious food right on the water right at sunset so the views were beautiful the staff was absolutely incredible they were so kind they gave us the best recommendations for food and drinks and it really just ended the night on a great note day two so we started the next day with one of my favorite 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 places to eat breakfast and that was metro diner we went to the one in Pontevedra. It was so good. Did you like it, Maddie? I did. This was truly a weekend for first for me because I had never been to Metro Diner and it was so good. I love breakfast foods, but I don't eat it very often. So when I do, it's really a treat. And if I'm going to eat it, I might as well have the best around. And it really was the best breakfast food that I have had in a really long time. Everything about it was so good. One thing I love about Metro Diner is they give you portions that, you know, they don't skimp out on their portions. They're pretty generous. You're not going to walk away hungry. At least I didn't. I was surprised I ate my whole meal. Yeah, he finished his meal. And as someone who always finishes what I don't finish, he couldn't even finish my meal. That's how big the portions were. And that hasn't happened really anywhere else that we've gone. So after filling up on some scrumptious breakfast food, we decided to take yet another scenic drive this time we went down kind of the heart of the state and ended up in the ocala national forest where we decided to check out salt springs you had never been in the ocala national forest right yeah yet again another time that i am experiencing something new this weekend i have never been before and we decided to go to salt springs which is one of the springs in of course the national forest and it was cold. It was a little cold for me. I thought it was very nice and refreshing because, like you said, this is Memorial Day weekend. It was hot in Orlando, in Central Florida. And someone really struggled with, with getting in. It was a little tough. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Florida kid. You know, I grew up here. That cold. doesn't count. I'm, I'm born and raised, too. That doesn't count. Well, I don't. I, I got no <laughs> excuse. I got no excuse. But... You know, I, I did go in the water a little bit. Um, there was plenty of people out enjoying the day. In fact, we actually had to wait in line just to get in. Yeah, I would say it took us probably about 30 minutes to get in. It wasn't too bad. They let us in in groups of probably five or six cars at a time. So it wasn't an unbearable wait. It was definitely worth the wait in the end. But that's something you should factor in is you might have to wait. But definitely a good spot to go, especially if you have a family or you want to go with a significant other. It's a good time to, you know, enjoy the nice cool water and, you know, maybe have a picnic out there. It's, it's a really great place to be. Um, before we closed our little trip, we decided to make one more stop. And that was in the town of Mount Dora, which is a town that I really, really love. They're known for their festivals. Um, so we kind of parked there, explored, checked out the downtown area a little bit, but we found ourselves in a place called Serendipity. 
Yeah, so once again, this was my first time in Mount Dora, and just walking through downtown, it was so cute. It felt like we were straight out of a Hallmark movie, and we found Serendipity, which was so adorable. It was such a, like a hip brewery, not a brewery, but a bar, a place to get coffee or drinks, and it just really had a great vibe to relax. There were games that you could play from the shelf. There were a bunch of different drinks to choose from in the cooler on tap that they could mix and we had a lot of fun hanging out there for a little while and you gave them a follow on instagram afterwards right i did yeah they had a sign in their store that told you how many followers they had and i was like well we got to find out if this works and it does and they've been a super fun follower actually going back soon for more fun and serendipity in mount dora because their instagram got me in And, you know, we found ourselves in Serendipity, which was a really great place to be. But there's a whole bunch of, you know, shops, restaurants and places to explore within Mount Dora. So, you know, if you got some free time and you're in the central Florida area, definitely check out Mount Dora. It's a really neat area to explore. Well, that about does it for our trip. Uh, Maddie, did you have a favorite part? I would say my favorite part besides spending the weekend with Stevie G was seeing the fort in St. Augustine. I thought it was so much fun to see the history. It was so much fun to see where the city started and see what it grew into. It was a beautiful town, beautiful weekend, and just a really great trip overall. I think my favorite part might have been watching you do the distillery (laughs) tour tasting. I think that was our group's favorite part, too. (laughs) A big DBE thank you to Maddie for joining the show today. Make sure to visit America's oldest city when you get the chance. It's loaded with history and a bunch of other fun things to do. You can find DBE at groupexperience.com, the official home of the podcast, or catch Destinations Beyond Expectations wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. Go ahead and check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure to recommend DBE to someone you know who loves to travel. Well, that is all I've got today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.